Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree at Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830-KLAA. This is Sergio. I'll be your host. Let me introduce you to my co-hosts. I got a I got a special one in here. Let me say good morning to the director of the AC Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Am I special? Yes. No. You're, you're <laughs> good so morning, special. Southern California. All right. <laughs> uh, I've got from the freshwater world none other than the man, the man with the plan. <clears throat> The creepy crawly <laughs> spider Williams. Tony Williams with bite on fishing. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everyone. Great to be here. Yeah, great to be alive. <laughs> great to be alive. Great to be alive. In studio, I've got Mister 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 Andrew Mack with Max Fish Reports. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. We've got our dear friend, Mr. Steve Carson, the director of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, guys. Sergio, I have a question. Okay. It's May 1st. How the heck did that happen? It comes right after what do you the mean? 30th? Yeah, it comes right after <laughs> April 30th. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. But, but that's not possible. New Year's was just two weeks ago. Right. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was last year, before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 We, but we been, made it. We made it. Rock. Hey, you know what? I'm fully vaccinated. <clears throat> and I don't have to wear my mask outside. And that's all I know. That's all. I, I'm good now. I'm really good now. Me too. Yeah, but you have to wear your seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good one. All right. Let me uh, also bring in, I've got Mr. Oliver Solis from Fishing Syndicate. Good morning, Oliver. Good morning, Sergio and everybody. Hey, Sergio. Yeah. Um, I had a blue day. Well, let me explain something. I think the blue jay, the blue jay went away from Tony, uh, from his window, and if you noticed, we're missing somebody today, and that would be Ben. Ben Ben actually texted me this morning. Goes, I don't feel good. I can't make it in. I go, okay, don't worry about it. No, it's not COVID. So, don't, 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 no, it's not COVID. It's uh, doing its rounds. I see. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, we can call him Mia today. Mia Ben. Ben Mia, Ben Mia, Ben Mia. I miss him already. Yeah, there you go. All right, let me, uh, let's get started. I mean, um, we were talking about this when we got here this morning. Um, There's been some, I don't know about monsters, but big fish uh, caught uh, up there in in your area, um, Tony. Up there okay. in that freshwater area? Yeah, um, you know where, and, and it wasn't blowing when you like when you were there last week. <laughs> it wasn't seventy miles an hour. So 
Why don't you guys get uh, going on the fresh water? There's some good stuff. I want to hear about it. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about right now. Everybody's going up to the... Well, so we started out, you know, the Eastern Sierras has their opener, fish <laughs> opener. Uh, this is the annual fish fisherman's uh, opener, and it started Friday night, so we drove up there to Mammoth, Mac and I, and... Uh, we had Doug Jurgensen and Eddie with us, so we had just a, a great group of people. Got up there and uh, man, just got ready for fishing. We were ready for fishing at three o'clock in the morning, and um, you know, went to Convict Lake. Started out in the fresh in the Sierras, and it was uh, it was what about 75, 80 mile an hour gusts, Andrew. Yeah, it was. It looked like the ocean out there, <laughs> like a really bad day on the ocean. I mean, talk about one of the most incredible places. Convict Lake is one of my favorite places to fish, uh, by all by all means. And um, you know that that just kind of started the day. We had the pontoon rented, but unfortunately, because of the wind, they stopped all boats from going out. And that wasn't just with Convict; that was pretty much at every lake in the Mammoth and Sierras. And so it was a good time to get out. And we actually did some some stream uh, fishing. Did did a lot of traveling and got to see a lot of Mammoth, all the different areas. Um, Mac was on a lot of the fish from uh, from the well. We we did did a little stream fishing, and that seemed to be the hot point of the of the of the whole trip. Um, Mac knew some good places that we started out, and uh, we had a good time on that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun with the with the streams. That's pretty much the only way we were able to beat the beat the wind there. Um, we started out in uh, in Bishop Creek um, right there on uh, on Friday. Uh, it was the day before fish miss, but with uh, with the new regulations in Bishop Creek, um, you're able to fish uh, barbless only and catch and release only. So uh, we did find some good spots there. So it started the trip off just great, and then uh, then we you know walked into you know hurricane, the hurricane going on and uh, but yeah we covered a lot of miles. We saw a lot of lakes, um, a lot of the Sierras where you know I haven't had a chance to check out yet. We definitely saw and now I kind of know my camping destinations for the rest of the summer. So some good stuff yeah if it wasn't for and you know the key really was is you know everybody was asking what do we use for for uh you know the line and the different reels and the rods and i can say that the fishing syndicate line is one of my most favorite and uh, we caught you know of the fish that we caught we had some incredible action it was just a good time to get around get get out there get to the mammoth sierras uh you know and, and visit and uh, get a chance to cut loose a little bit but we had, um, uh, you know, two-pound test was probably the key, I want to say the game-changer between all of us uh, for catching fish. And big shout-out to Doug Jurgensen. He caught his uh, personal best brown out of a brook, out of a trout, out of a uh, brook. And, uh, man, we just had a, a, a good overall time. We stayed at the uh, 101 Great Escapes and uh, those properties like we have with you, Ron. Mm -hmm. And it was just, uh, man, talk about an incredible time. Just a couple of days. We spent Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all all of which trying to fish and uh, explore some new areas. Okay, I don't I don't want to be that guy, but Oliver, Ron, Steve, I don't know if you guys hear what I'm hearing. All I'm hearing about is wind and trails. <laughs> oh, you should have been a lot with us, mileage. <laughs> So usually that, that that you know, if you're a saltwater fisherman, what it's telling me that it's pretty much what they're saying is they took a picture of a sunset. <laughs> um, so basically, and their dinner. They took a picture of their dinner. Oh, their dinner. Yeah, <laughs> there you exactly. go. Oh, yeah. So that's what it, it seems like. So obviously, you guys had some adversity, but. Uh, it's no excuse. I know you got you ended up with one fish. Yeah, I did. Uh, uh, I got it on a some of the fish bait. I saw, uh, Tony, and and you made the mistake of posting it so I could see it. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that, no, I don't even consider those fish. It is a trophy. When you're fishing in that kind of extreme weather, <laughs> anything you catch is a trophy. Well, I'm you know, if you, you can always come with me on the center console, and we can, uh, when we get some bait from Nacho, you can go ahead and <laughs> you can hold up a big sardine, and you can say, look, look what I caught. All right, but um, no, it, it, was, it was tough. However, mm-hmm. however, and this is what I want to talk about now, Things have changed it during the week. The wind died oh, down, yeah. and we've got some notable mm-hmm. catches. So why don't you go into that, uh, Andrew? So definitely there's been um, uh, some notable catches here. Uh, one was definitely yesterday. Uh, Marsha Bach from uh, from Fullerton uh, with her husband yesterday. They uh, The wind died down. Conditions were great. Uh, they headed out on, uh, on June Lake uh, trolling for they were looking for a, a cutthroat. Now, what happened to Martha, she never expected this to happen. Um, as she was trolling, something giant, something giant just slammed her lure, and it was running, and they both looked at each other. She's fighting this fish, and uh, all of a sudden, this thing breaks the you know breaks the surface, and, I mean, it, it had a, a dinosaur hook jaw is what I call it. And uh, about a 30-minute fight, uh, they were able to land this fish. Um, I actually spoke to Mar- Martha last night, or Marsha last night, to get the full story. And she was very, you know, very concerned that, um, you know, they practice catch and release all the time. Mm-hmm. And when they hooked this fish, you know, she said that was the only thing that she would, you know, it was a great fish, you know, it was 11.97 pounds. Um, but she was more concerned about getting that fish back in the water, you know, get it released and all that. But with a fish being the age it is and, and the battle it just went through, there was no there was no saving. It kept, tur- you know, turning sideways. So... She was pretty upset about that, but, you know, she was saying in, in the 40 years that her and her husband have been going up there and fishing and, you know, their kids grew up there and it's just been a whole family deal um, that that's the biggest fish, you know, they have ever caught. Um, so when I was talking to her, I, I started, you know, you know, me and always looking up records. I started looking up uh, the IGFA, you know, brown trout records, and it turns out, uh, you know, she did catch it on six-pound test. And the current standing record is six pounds eight ounces. So you know, if she becomes a member IGFA, fills out all the proper paperwork. That would be a women's record. That would be a women's line class world record for six pound test. And she was concerned. She was like, "Well, what if the line breaks heavier?" And I started looking down a little bit farther. Now the eight pound is like six pounds, and twelve, and fifteen, and all the way up to thirty, it's all vacant. So it doesn't matter really what, you know, what the the line breaks. I mean, she's going to have it regardless as long as she, you know, goes through all the proper channels and all that. So it's a very it's a very good fish. And how, how and how heavy once again? How, how It was uh came out to 11 pounds, uh, 9 7 ounces. 11 wow. pounds. See, that's Sergio, what happened what happened with IGFA is for years and years and years they had separate men's and women's records for saltwater species. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then fairly recently, they decided to uh, to have the same separation for freshwater species, and and as as mentioned, there are a lot of women's line class records for popular species that are, that are completely vacant. You just have to do the paperwork. All right, all right. Well, listen, hold on to that thought because I want to talk. There was another bat- brown caught that was actually bigger than that, right? Um, right where they where you guys were. We're fishing, so I don't know. Maybe I'll call this man to come in and take your place. I can't wait to oh, go up there oh, with the, all the. Man. Oh yeah, that's she a got hit. lower on the that's totem it. pole. Ron, Ron. <laughs> that's why I didn't go. All right, this, hey guys, you're listening to Angels Radio AMA 30 K L A A. We got to take a short break. We'll be right back. My 
Banking off of the northeast winds Sailing on summer breeze And skipping over the ocean Like a stone Angels Radio AM 830 Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor Come check them out Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily And kids fish free every Sunday Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale-watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching. Located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily Adventures, Lifelong Memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. Angels Radio. AM 830. Got on board a westbound 747. Notice it's 747, not 757, which is the one that they... Had the ground for over a year and a half, but anyway, <laughs> wish the best of Boeing. Anyway, let me let me let me um, bring you back as Angels Radio AM eight thirty K L A A. This is Anger Chronicles, and um, the name of that song was "It Never Rains in Southern California." And True. the reason I'm gonna go ahead and mention this is because there's a phenomenon going on right now in the ocean. We're gonna get back to the freshwater, but in the ocean <laughs> called red tide. Okay, mm-hmm. and the red tide. One of the reasons that you could have red tide is from runoffs you get a big storm and then the runoff you know mm-hmm. usually will will create that we'll get to that but i thought it was interesting because it never rains in southern california Good old which tells you that the red tide that we have right now has nothing to do with rain right okay you like that tony very nice okay all right let's get back to the <laughs> so let's get back we got a potential world record going on for marcia uh steve mentioned that there was two um now, now they do have a men's and a women's division in freshwater, mm-hmm. uh, but there was actually, and that one was how how big? Eleven pounds. Eleven pounds nine seven. All right. Yep. Now, there was a bigger one caught yesterday, mm-hmm. and we're talking brown trout, folks. We're not talking your run of the mill mm-hmm. rainbow or or was it uh, tail walker yep. or lightning. Uh, this is a brown. And do you know the you know the story on this guy? Uh, I do not. Let's go okay. for it. Okay, so this guy's name is John Gutierrez. He's from Harbor City, California. I guess he was uh, uh, trolling as well at Twin Lakes in the Lower Twin in Bridgeport, and nails a twelve pound, eleven ounce brown. Mm. Um, that's Man, a big boy. That is. That's why monster. Tony, when you showed the pictures of the ones you're catching. <laughs> We were yeah. at Bridgeport. We gave it a uh, shot. We went all the way to Bridgeport, yeah, but upper and lower. Your entire fish 
fit in the palm of your hand. Steve, he doesn't get it. Who doesn't? I don't get it. You're right. I don't get it. You know what? It's not always about the fishing. Okay, so Steve. But you know what? Steve, I did catch. That's the whole point. Okay, you catch. I did catch, and it was using two-pound test, a, a single-owner uh, mosquito hook size eight, and I was actually using... Good use of the sponsorships. <laughs> a little bit of bite on. Only so that I don't have to repeat it again. Uh-huh. People don't just tune out. I want you to emphasize, tell people, yes, you really were using two-pound test line on your reel, and that's why you caught true. a lot of fish. Yeah, okay, so, let me, fish. so let, let me go. Ron brings up a very, very special point. He says, I don't get it. Okay, when I see the picture that of a very, let me just say that what I saw was An actually smaller than a sardine. Okay, <laughs> that I would use for bait. Size so, matters. All right, so so smaller than a sardine. What am I not getting, Oliver? Would you uh, like to chime in? I mean, you know, I know there's a did romance. You see where we stayed? Well, there's a romance. <laughs> That's all good, but there's a romance. I get it, the whole bit. But but when you have a fish that you go, look what I caught in eighty mile and an hour winds. Smaller. Yeah. Then a sardine that you have at the bait tank, I feel like, okay, take a two-pound. I would say it's pound, about the same size. Take the two-pound <laughs> and go fish in the bait tank, right? So let, let me get Oliver's I, take I on what I do. I feel what I do in trout season. Um, I, I go striper fishing. So trout <laughs> Yes. Yeah. No, but I listen... Don't, don't don't get me wrong. These these two, Ron and and uh, Antonio, really turned me on to the, to trout. I'm really enjoying our trips when we go. They're, they're fun. They're, yeah. they're fun. It's a very short fight. It's not like what I'm used to. But there's a certain thing because you know you can't pull that hard because you have the the lighter line, and so it is. There is something to that, okay. And I have no problem when the fish are you know three, four, five pounds. That's good. Yeah. But 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 when the fish is fits in the palm of your hand yeah okay so what so let me just say this why don't we take our two pounds test up mm-hmm. go around the wall okay there's tons of mackerel all over <laughs> and get some of the mackerel let me tell you i bet you it would be a lot of fun ron what do you think uh, i agree but we I mean, don't get it well, well no, if you don't yeah. fish for the little though? ones you can't catch the big ones <clears throat> okay and we've caught some big i'm just big saying fish. you know yeah like you know like, John Gutierrez, John Gutierrez got a 12-pound love announcer. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, no, I, I totally get it. And um, the season goes until when? The opener was last week. What, what? Second week of November, I believe. Okay, so there's plenty of time for people to get up there. Are you guys going to make a, a second visit, given that you got blown away? I absolutely will be up there. Yeah, okay. Ron's yeah Ron was in this time. All right, well, this is good. Yeah, no, we got to do a lot of travel. I mean, we, we got to see everything from Convict Lake, Crawley. We went to Silver Lake. Grant, we passed over a couple different uh, creeks and uh, and then headed, headed over to Bridgeport, Bridgeport Reservoir. We fished uh, upper and lower Annette's Mono Village Twin Lakes, and then we found some creeks near Lee Vining. Right, mm-hmm. yep. it was more fishing. I mean, Andrew was on fire. I got to tell you, he had the hot stick. We were fishing with uh, what were we fishing with lures? Um, uh, we were fishing uh, Panther Martins, Panther Martins, smallest gold with uh, like a little yellow uh, little hair on it. 
Andrew's like a little kid a, when we're fishing, too. This kid, he will fish until, I, I mean, if we didn't have to pull him away, <laughs> he would have stayed there longer than, but, you know, we did some travel. We walked. Are you we, giving we him all five. these compliments because it, he it, brought it. donuts this morning? <laughs> <laughs> Oliver, no, we had a good Steve, time, you man. guys should be in here. So he, uh, you know, he brings a dozen, and, and and Tony decides to bring a dozen too. I'm on a diet; I can't have it. I mean, I, my cheat day was yesterday. Okay, and I'll talk about fish wow. balls. Yeah, the two two dozen donuts in here, and I'm I'm like oh, I can smell them; they're so fresh. But anyway, um, a lot. What's that? Are they crispy clean? Oh, no, they don't have that tack, dude. They, hey, they, Steve, they, what, they, what? They don't have that class to yeah, go find open. one. They're open okay. too late. Hey, Steve, what, These are what 7 do you think is ones. the romance with, you know, the trout and two-pound? I mean, in, in your opinion, and, and I'll never forget it when I went to really light line and, and the difference I felt. Well, what's the deal? Why does it work? No, why 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 does everybody what's love, the love fascination? trout so much using such light gear? You guys are talking over each other. Say that one okay, more time. Okay, so I think what he's trying to say is, what what is the fascination? What what is what is that romance with trout fishing? There, actually, there's there's okay. There's no romance. There's no fascination. You have to just about force people at gunpoint to do it. Right. I can't tell you how often I you know not just in a seminar in a tackle shop or whatever, but on the water where I I, I mean I literally have two pound tests with me for free. Offer to tie it. I say, hey, you're not catching anything. You've been here for five hours. You haven't got one bite. This will catch you fish right away. Oh, Steve, you're so funny. What a joke. No, don't put two-pound test on my rod. I don't want it. It drives me nuts. Okay, so let me ask you this, okay? So that's okay for using two-pound, but I think Ron... You know, what is the mystique, I guess, of, of trout fishing, okay? Um, and and, and it's, it's almost like a, a sickness like I have for salt, you guys have for fresh water. I know. Sergio, I, I, I have an interesting thought on this, an interesting take. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 even using myself, I, I believe by uh, a, a couple of months, I can't remember if Ron or I are the senior members of this staff. Either way, we're really old. Whichever one, whichever one of us is the oldest. But really, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, at least in my mind, um, that the California reservoir system, all kind of, you know, the California Water Project, all kind of sprung up between the late 1950s and the early 1970s. That's true. Prior to that, so in other words, our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation, there was very little bass fishing in Southern California, or even in Northern California, there was the Delta, but not very much. Bass fishing was fairly unusual. There weren't a lot of places to do it. Trout fishing was the thing. And opening day or opening weekend, whatever, of trout season in the Sierras literally was a holiday. I mean, I was in retail for the the sporting goods retail business, starting in the early 70s, and Trout Opener was just as busy a holiday as Fourth of July, you know, Memorial Day, Labor Day. I mean, everybody went because that was their tradition. Bass fishing is a, relatively speaking, new development. And so that that is a big, big part of it. And, in fact, of course, I reported right here on this show from Chico for a long time. I lived up there. Mm-hmm. 
uh, there were, you know, a lot of people that I associated with in the fishing business up there w- lived lived there before huge Lake Oroville was built, before that dam was built. And when, as the lake was filling, um, you know, the people were informed that it was mainly going to be a bass lake. They were mad. They yeah. literally considered, and and there's were still there still are today. Uh, an older generation that considers bass a trash fish. If it's not a trout, it's not a fish. Wow. And so it's a very interesting bit of psychology. Uh, again, that all you know, we may have forgotten because we're now pretty much past it. But all those California reservoirs loaded with bass, obviously not Elsinore because it's a lake, not a mm-hmm. reservoir. But all those California reservoirs loaded with bass did not exist. You know, in the relatively you know, near past. Yeah, well, you know, the fascination that I see is this. I think what happens to, I, in, it's on an individual basis. You find a species that really turns you on, and that's what you go after. Yeah. You know, you're a trout guy. I was a little guy. kid. I love trout. Yeah, I, I, I grew and up I'm, fishing. And I'm a saltwater bass guy, and there's guys <laughs> that only want tuna over 150 pounds. So there is a fascination. We'll, we'll get into that next. I also mm-hmm. want to talk about Lake Elsinore. Lots of stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. So, folks, we're going to take another break. There's Angels Radio, AM 830K, LAA. A little shout out there to Don, and unfortunately we can't make breakfast with you, Don, today, but you'll be good, bud. We'll be right back. Down a crowded avenue anything we like to do. Radio. AM830. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio. AM 
But if you use two pound test, you'll catch more fish. That's and what they tell me a long time ago. And bite on. Anyway, and, and, and use bite on, of course. <laughs> See, that's the one thing we te- we have a tendency to forget to it's, mention. It's mm-hmm. the best you know, kept secret around. It's not a secret anymore. But the Fury. <laughs> and, and Ron loves the Fury. Okay. Yeah, but he's always angry. He loves the oh, Fury. Yeah. He always has a Fury. Anyway, so. Um, Excellent stuff there. So let's go. Keep going. You got another lake. Uh, two lakes I want to cover. Yep. Uh, the first one is going to be uh, Santa Ana River Lakes. If uh, if you guys have watched the video that we posted, um, they put their last trout stock in on Thursday. They put a lot of trout in there, and on top of that, they threw catfish in again in all three lakes. Um, one thing they're going to start now. It's going to be uh, just catfish starting next week, and a lot of them. With uh, and I talked to Craig, and there's going to be some big ones thrown in too. So. It's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah, he's got some big fishy stocks in there. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move over to Lake Elsinore. And the reason I'm, I say Lake Elsinore, number one, Tony, that's your that's where you live. Okay. That's the home uh, plate. You, yeah, you're not not literally in the lake. You don't live. You live, you live <laughs> not anymore. On shore, <laughs> right? You moved away from the uh, freeway underpass, so got that. That's right. No, no, uh, you've been there what at least two a years. Year, two years now. Yeah. I know you're quite happy there. I love it. Um, and. It's fishing. Okay. A lot of fishing. There's a lot of activities coming up. In fact, are you going to take your bow, uh, Andrew, over there and get some of the carp? Oh, I'm ready. I'm just waiting for William to give me that call that he's seeing him. Okay. Yeah, so that's going to happen. All right. And, oh, i got to give a, a shout-out here. Kyle just texted me. It says, loud and clear from Lake Kachuma. So, Ooh. yeah, he, he sent me a picture. Very nice. Yeah. So, tuned in at 8.30. So thank you so much, Kyle, for listening in. All right, so let's go to uh, Lake Elsinore. And the reason I want everybody to pay attention here, if you got a, somebody to write on, this would be a good time to write what I'm going to tell you. Number one, June 5th, the Angler Chronicles crew in some form or fashion will be at Lake Elsinore for the Kids Fishing Derby. Okay? It starts from 7.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., they have a little area, Tony you and Ron, you guys have been doing this for years. They, they, they kind of net, there's a big, huge net. The Giant catfish net. Are, yep. are, are inside. It gives the kids to catch uh, the opportunity to catch some, some nice fish. And, and some for many of them, their first fish. A lot of them, yeah. Okay. So uh, the residents can uh, register for this. You must register from May 3rd to May 23rd. And if you're not a, uh, a resident of, of Lake Elsinore, you can start registering on May 24th through June. Okay, so I guess all the way through. Um, this is a really great event. They it's have, a free event for the kids in right. fishing. And don't forget, if once you register, keep in mind, last year, last season, uh, the year before COVID, we had 300 300 plus kids show up so it's gonna be a party man these kids the minute they hit the bait the the minute the the bait hits the water it's on yeah no it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun okay so uh that that'll that'll be you know you have williams bait and tackle so williams all over this tony's all over this but let me tell you what we need okay because it's a kids event it's very similar to what we do ron over there at uh, mile square park I, do, I need to do the shout-out. We need volunteers, okay? We need volunteers to come and maybe tie on some hooks for the kids, put a bait on, maybe cast it out, help the kids out, maybe net a fish. Um, I know we've always count with a huge, huge support from Team 57, so here goes the shout-out. Uh, Casey Anglers as well and SoCal Anglers. Uh, and, of course, you know, Harbor Rod and Reel, you know, with Paul, they always are, are, are great help. So volunteers, you're needed. 
please contact Tony. You can catch Tony probably through Facebook, probably the best oh, yeah. way. Easy. Uh, send them a private message, and he'll put you down the list. But we need volunteers, and that is June 5th. And then, uh, drum roll, please. And then on June 26th. Dun, dun, dun. The Dream Extreme Fishing Derby is back. Okay, so um, we're gonna do. It's gonna be a little bit different than the previous years. I think this is the ninth annual, and um, it's gonna be big. We are going to be broadcasting live from the Bobber. Okay, like we've done before, and um, from there, it begins. It'll be a one-day event versus a two-day event. Uh, the casinos involved. Uh, I think the monies and uh, prizes are probably going to be very, very close to a two-day event mm -hmm. all in one. Oh, oh yeah. So, and, and here's what I like. You know, for years past, one of the uh, Ron, you and, and and Tony handled the weigh-in. In all these years, how many wipers did you weigh? One. One maybe. One. Yeah, one. one. And I think the kid won like. 600 bucks. Okay, so yeah. think about this. Bucks is what it was. Now bucks, they've yeah. put in 50,000. I mean, I'm, I'm talking, this is not weight. This is actually Heads fish. fish. 50,000 wipers. And um, Steve, how, how fast do they grow? Well, they grow about an inch a month in the lake. That's how productive the lake is. But they, and they have to be 18 inches to be legal, which means... None of those 50,000 are legal size, 18 inches, but quite a few of them are already in the, from what we hear, 12 to maybe 14 inches size, which is a very tempting size to keep. Don't do it. And uh, since you guys are the arbiters of the rules, if somebody tries to weigh in an illegal fish, are they a total DQ? Are they are they just done? Are they kicked that, out? Or uh, how are you going to work that? That is an yeah. affirmative. They are disqualified yeah so um yeah don't bring a short fish up the way in um here, here here's the thing but I, I i have a feeling i really do have a feeling there, there has to be an 18 inch or somewhere so that that category will be filled it's still my understanding and guys please don't kill the messenger we don't have the official rules yet everything is being worked out given the pandemic we are so lucky that we're having a dream sure. derby and um, I'm pretty sure that the rules are going to be pretty, pretty close. We'll have five fish categories, so you can win in one of five categories. You got your bass, you got your catfish, your wiper, uh, you got crappie and carp. Yep. Okay, uh, so it, it, it's a good opportunity to to go out there, have some fun. Now, keep in mind, although there's a lot of money and prizes involved, I mean, we, I mean, there was a TV given away for heaven's sakes. We yeah. had uh, wakeboards. That, given away besides all the fishing stuff um it, it's called a derby not a tournament so what it what does it really do i'll be honest with you ron it's a party yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sure okay. was yeah so that's it all right um i've got john i gotta go with this i'm sorry guys i got john on the sat phone so let me go ahead and bring john good morning john hello am i john again why are they calling am you I john, john again? Yeah, this is Captain Rick know. Scott from the Ocean Odyssey. So yeah, it was John. Just code name. John, Rick, you're out. I can hear it. it's a pet. See, Leilani said it's a pet name. All right, hey Bud, you're out in the water. I can hear the uh, the sonar in the background. What's going on? Good morning. We all we tried to make it out to the bluefin grounds, but uh, 
we were about two hours away still. It just was absolutely horrible, too rough to get there. So we turned the boat down swell here. We're going to go kelping and see if we can find some kelp fish. And you never know. We could run into some bluefin. That stuff has been around, kind of scattered out. So but we could not get to that area where they've been catching that fish. Yeah, I heard the weather came up. It was pretty good. You know, I, I think there's something going on where the weekends are tough and the week is great, you know. Um, but, hey, you know what I love about the ocean, honestly? You give it a try. I mean, we, you go for it. And, That's right. We gave it a try. And, and you're, you're there. So what, uh, are, you, are you in the Mexican waters or are you in the U.S. waters? Uh, we are still in U.S. waters right now. Uh, no. We are in Mexican waters now. Okay, so that's the plan. We made it just to the. We made it. Yeah, we made it just to the to the outside edge of the, or the inside edge of the U.S. waters, and then we turned around and started heading down. So, so let me ask you a couple of questions well, that I'm interested in. What's the temperature of the water right now, where you're at? So the water right now where we're at. When I woke up a little while ago, it was 61.1. We've lost out uh, half a degree here at 60.6. Which doesn't really scare me because we've been catching that fish anywhere from 60.8 to 61.13 water. So mm-hmm. we could bump into something here. Okay. And how's the water quality look? Uh, it's a little dark. I can't see a, I can't see the water yet. By the sonar, it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. It's a little schmutzy. Um, yeah, the the reason I ask you this is I know you're down in Mexico. I was wondering, Ron was down in Dana. I I, I was up here in Long Beach. The, we have a, a a red tide going. You got that in San Diego? Um, I have not seen the red tide. Oh, okay. No. All right. Good. 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 Excellent. Okay. Yeah. No, we have a really really what, thick. What was the water? What was the water temperature up there? Uh, when I was fishing, I was at 62. What, Ron, what did you see? We, the the warmest water we ran into was 59, so it's been about 56 to 59. Yeah, so it looks like we got warmer water, believe it or not, up here in Long Beach, Huntington Beach, than you guys do down there, which is it's bizarre. It's really bizarre. And the current was... Yeah, cut- no, we left the harbor last night. It was 60, like 60.2 or 60.3 or something. So. Yeah. And it was what's weird yeah, is the cur- the current was coming uphill. Yeah. So I'm going, what you know? How could you have colder water? So or the colder water will be here in Long Beach a little bit later. But you know the the key is this: just because the water temperature is down from last year doesn't mean the fish won't bite. The fish still bite, and it, it's been just finding them and getting coaxing them to bite. I mean, you've had um, out of H and M. There's been a few boats that's gone out, and they've seen them, but they haven't bit. Another day you see them and they do bite. And if you don't catch the bluefin, what's that? They still have to eat. That's right. Hey, Rick, are you, do you you guys have any anchovies up there? Because we had the best anchovies I have ever seen in years. We got sardine last night. I didn't ask the guys in the bait receiver, but I know in the the past few trips, yes, they have had anchovies also, but we are taking the uh, sardines. All right, so let me, let, me, let me get into the business part. Um, you're running weekends, and when are you starting uh, every day? Uh, well, we're shut down next weekend. I'll be up in God's country next weekend. Um, and we are running weekends, and we have some room until mm-hmm. um, the end of May. And then we shut down for our normal boat work that we normally do if we were running school trips. And I think the second week of June, we start running full-time. So okay. And that's your typical get, schedule. Get ready. 
Yeah, and those are primarily day and a half, unless you've got a, a sponsored charter. Uh, there are some open spots. Uh, Ron, I think we're going to have to go. Hey, you want to hear a good one, Rick? All right, so Rhonda. Rhonda comes up to me. She goes, so when are we going fishing? I go, well, when do you want to go? She goes, no, I want to go with Rick. I go, well, those are like day and a half. She goes, I don't care. That's where I want to go. I want to go catch me another tuna. Okay, I can catch tuna on that boat. And I go, well, yeah, I mean, that's Rick's boat. So I go, well, you want in the meantime, you want to go local, you want me to take in the center concert? She goes, no, 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 no. I don't want to waste my days off. <laughs> See, I want to save them to go fishing with Rick. I'll, I'll, t I'll, t I'll tell you what, since we're not running next weekend and we are going to run the following weekend, I know I do have a couple spots. Mm -hmm. And I know you're stuck in the studio there. Just go ahead and send her down, and I'll take her out. And we'll have a show, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll catch some tuna. You know, I'm going to read between the lines, but no. <laughs> you know, because I uh, know, but she's got fishing. She's had such an excellent time on the uh, Ocean Odyssey. And, and I guess that's what I'm asking. A lot of guys are listening to this show and they, they got their significant other and they've taken her, you know, to go fish, surface, uh, fish, I mean, uh, surf fishing, or they take them to go trout fishing. <laughs> and they're afraid to put her, put the girls on a boat. The one thing I will tell you, and Ron and I, through all the schools, one of the things we see, Ron, is girls listen, and girls will outfish most of the guys Every most time. of the time. You know, and you know what it is? I think um, they don't have that ego that we have as men. Okay, you can't tell me what to do, even if it's the captain or a deckhand, <laughs> and he's telling you we can't. But the girls, they listen, and you know, and they get good. And they use technique. We mm -hmm. try to use brute strength, stupid. Okay, no, they use technique and they catch the big fish. I was really, I forgot. And Rhonda who. was, Rhonda was, Rhonda was the perfect example. How many trips did it take her to get it? Not much. A uh, half a one. Yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. Half a one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, she, she was on the boat with you. I mean, green. I mean, yeah, she had been to the East Cape and stuff, but that's different. I'm talking party boat. First time there, and remember in the morning, I actually walked away because as her husband, sometimes, you know, I may not say things the right way, or she may not. I, I let, I think it was AJ and you, 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 you got her hooked up. I mean, she hooked up to like 27 fish in the morning. Jeez. Okay, now these were more school-type yeah. fish, but, it, you know, it was great. And then in the afternoon is when we hit the bluefin, and I'm, I, I was I, I looked at Ron. Ron looked at me, and we were like, well, "What's going on?" And this is what I loved about her: she caught a 50-pounder. She's, you know, Rick. I got a picture of Rick holding up the fish the whole bit, and she's high-fiving and stuff. And you know, her and Rick are saying, "Yay!" And then she comes to me with her line, and she and I go, "What's up?" And she goes. Put another hook on right now. I gotta go catch them. They're biting. I go. You just landed a fifty pounder. I need another one. Remember that? Yep. And then about ten yep, minutes later, she hooked on the last fish of the trip. Wow. Okay. It was blowing <laughs> twenty. It was choppy, and she was a trooper. I mean, I mean, even Ron, we, we followed her and stuff. And I have some video of that. And she caught her bigger ones, a little bit, a little bigger, about fifty-two pounds. And it's like, wow. So you're right. So. Uh, the, the point is this, if you've got a significant other, take her fishing, okay? A lot of, the boat, a lot of these boats are very female and kid-friendly. We need to expand 
our fishing community, okay? And that's the best way, the fastest way. And, and you know, Rick, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Your wife is a captain, Dina, okay? That's right. And, you know, and, and um, I've seen her fish, too. They can put the wood to it. So uh, what did old Ronnie used to what did old Ronnie used to say? What was that? Bring your wife, bring your girlfriend, bring, bring your, your significant wife and your girlfriend, and your significant <laughs> other. <laughs> Remember that? That was funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think uh, he actually experienced, that. <laughs> and it wasn't good. But anyway, uh, I know you're on the sap phone. It's going to cost you a fortune. But uh, what's the best way to get on the ocean odyssey? OceanOdysseyFishing.com. You can look right online, check out all our information, or if you want to talk to Dina, please don't call her this early in the morning, but you can get a hold of her at 619-889-4535. All right, do me a huge favor. Your phone has a function called uh, camera. Take some pictures of the fish, mm -hmm. please, okay? Okay, I'll try. All right, thank you, Rick, and we'll talk to you soon, brother. You got it. Everybody has a great week. Tell uh, Dina we love her. Yes. All right, folks, we just, uh, that was cool. That was way cool. Sorry I had mm -hmm. to interrupt you. Actually, I interrupted myself. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me go. Uh, is Angels Radio AMA 30 KLAA? This is Angry Chronicles. We'll be right back. Every night when the sun goes down. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Hi, everybody. This is award-winning television producer and outdoor videographer Danny Jackson. Looking for the very best in sport fishing action, information, and education? Then your best bet is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Fox Sports West in stunning high definition. Each week, Sergio and the Angler Chronicles crew take you on an entertaining and educational fishing expedition to both salt and freshwater venues from Baja, California to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Don't miss Angler Chronicles Television, 9.30 Sunday mornings and 3 p.m. Tuesdays on Fox Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. It's time for you to grow like the pros. At Pond Culture, we custom build hydroponic gardens for families of all sizes. Grow all kinds of organic fruit and vegetables faster than ever. Feed your family the healthiest and freshest produce possible. Our gardens save water. That's right, save water. No more dirt needed. Add your favorite plants and fertilize once a week for amazing results. To see more, visit our website, pondculture.com. That's pondculture.com. Or call 949-201-9301. Angels Radio. AMA 30. 
see American woman, let's get him on boats, man. Let's get him on boats, get him, take him out fishing. Uh, it's really a cool thing to do. All right, um, let's get back to what we were talking about. Um, we were talking about Lake Elsinore and the, the big events that are coming there. Very, very important to keep December. Excuse me, December. December, oh, right. June 26th, it's a Saturday. <laughs> That'll be the Dream Extreme uh, Derby. So if you're interested, we'll have more information. I'll post something up on, on social media as it comes around, and we'll keep announcing it here. Uh, the Dream Extreme Derby, will, it's a one-day event this year, five different species. I'm sure all the rules will remain the same. So everybody that's participated in the past has been asking us when it's, when it's going to happen. It's going to happen in June on the 26th at Lake Elsinore. Most of the festivities, if not all, will occur at, um, uh, at at the Bobber there at Launch Point. So, but more details are coming, and as soon as we have them, we will let you know. Okay, so that's June 26th. Reminder on June 5th, we need volunteers for the Kids Derby, and then on August 7th, okay, uh, Ron is going to lead and Tony are going to lead a seminar, okay, at the Bobber at Launch Point. Uh, we may do, and I, I've got to do confirmation, maybe do a live broadcast from there from 5 to 7. And then I think 8 o'clock is when you guys usually do the uh, seminar, right? Uh, Ron, yeah, right. They, they, you, we will have breakfast there at the Bobber, and then they'll do a seminar, and then you guys get a chance to, to go fishing. Um, there's some talk, you know, should we have some type of a derby afterwards? I don't know, maybe a friendly jackpot. We might do something like that, you know, about you guys. But that's really up to you. We just want to share some knowledge and then let you loosen the lake to go, you know, make some damage. I love it. Okay. So Lake Elsinore, alive and well, and this is really good. All right. June 5th, June 26th, and August 7th. Put them down because it's going to be fun. All right. Let's uh, move now. We're going to grab the salt shaker. <laughs> okay, because we're going to put some salt water news on this. Okay, and and as I and as I I'm talking now, the transition <coughs> from fresh water to salt water. Okay, I need to go to Captain. I got a captain here. No, but this is one of the when this person speaks, people listen. Mr. Don Ashley Ooh. from Pier Point Landing in oh, wow. Long Beach. Yeah, Captain Don. Uh, good morning, Donnie. Good morning, guys. Another beautiful day in paradise. It really is, my friend. It really is, especially being alive. I love that. Ron, what it always says, if you wake up, you're happy. I don't know. What... Yeah, if you wake up, you're not dead. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I keep telling people. Every reason to be happy in the morning. That's right. Very cool. All right, so home of the Enterprise, the city of Long Beach, and the Toronado. Give us the 411. I know that you guys started double half days here recently. Um, you got twilights going on. What's going on beyond that, Donnie? Well, the main thing is we're looking for is hopefully the spring winds are behind us. Now we get into the May, and, you know, it's usually, like we say, May gray, but very little wind. So we're looking forward to fishing picking up, and it looks like it has been. And so we're adjusting our schedule to Enterprise goes every day at 6 o'clock, three-quarter day, leaves at Wednesday, Wednesday through Sunday every day. And the city of Long Beach is half days, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 10 a.m. And then this weekend, double half day starts, 6.30 in the morning and 12.30 in the afternoon. 
we sold out this morning, but he has some room this afternoon, and then again tomorrow at 6.30 and 12.30. And then next Friday and Saturday night, Twilight starts. We did not run Twilight at all last year because of the COVID. But this year we're looking forward to getting out there, and uh, all the trips are reduced loads. You know, It's all limited load, no more 90 people on the Enterprise or 75 on the city. It's all limited loads here, not crowded. You get a lot of room. More, more for your buck. And then we got the tornado fishing overnight. Yesterday, the Yellowtail started showing up in some fair numbers of segments. Many, one boat I think at eighteen, another at twenty-four, twenty-five, and excellent bottom fishing. So all in all, you can call Fairpoint Landing or you can go on the website Fairpoint.net and uh, sign up. It's all online booking. Lots to look forward to. It's going to be a great year. All right, let me ask you a question. Um, because of the online booking, is there people manning the the shop? In other words, uh, they're at the landing. On the online booking, there's a third party. There's, the shop is open like on the weekends at 5 o'clock. Uh, we're still not running open on uh, Monday and Tuesday. We're just working our way into it. But they can online book. It's my, I might be wrong, but I think you can book any time. I'm not sure how it's set up. But it sure works good. Keeps the Like I say, keeps the loads down and, uh, you know, the we got a lot to look forward to this. The COVID is going to be behind us completely. We'll be vaccinated. And we didn't even start fishing last year until June. And some of the San Diego boats, it was the end of June, July. So, you know, we're going to have a regular year this year. Hopefully I, make up for some of it. I, I, I know. You know, I agree. And there's a lot, you know, so if you, I monitor social media quite well. And uh, great, great pictures are being posted and some really quality rockfish. You know, for us older timers, I mean, that was the that, that was the, the thing. That's what you did, you know, in the winter. Okay, they, they that's and, and Ron has uh, this newfound fascination with rock fishing. I mean, Ron's all over it. Uh, in fact, he was yesterday. He he went out yesterday rock fishing. Uh, but the quality is really good. So if you want to go out there, and you get the quality of fresh fish and the type of fresh fish, you can't beat. Donnie, I mean, uh, a good red, that's kind of hard to beat, wouldn't you say? No, it's like the best fish in the world. And another thing is when we were going off, rock tide was deep water, three, four, five ounce, uh, three, four, five pound sinkers. There was really no sport. You just went down and get a few nibbles on your line and ground them up. But nowadays with the new lines and the fishing syndicate rods and you know, two hooks, you fish with 25, 30 pound and a jig or a dropper loop. And you get some sport and some tug, especially if you hook a bigger red or a link cod. It's a, it's a lot more fun besides being freezer specials and filling the, the bags up with the rock cod. You get sport out of it. Yeah, no, it really is. In fact, uh, you mentioned the rods. Say hello to Oliver Solis. I know he's, I mean, we've done a lot of stuff with you and, and Fishing Syndicate. <laughs> Oliver, say good morning to Captain Don Ashley. Good morning, Donnie. How you been? Ah, fine. Miss you guys. Miss seeing you guys. Hope everybody stays safe and healthy and looking forward to another another good year. Great. Great. Haven't talked to you in a long time, but you know, we're still fishing with uh, Joe and the uh, Toronado. So, looking forward to the continued partnership here. Yeah, we'll be, do we'll be doing some, some trips. Uh, Ron, we've got a couple trips on the Toronado. We still have a 
Another trip. Did we? We always did one on the Enterprise this year, right? Yeah, we did. That was the first trip of the year we did on the Enterprise, and then the next one. Yeah, the next one's in August. Okay, and then Tornado. When are we in Tornado? Uh, let's see. We have one on the Tornado on June sixteenth, and then we have another one um, in uh, September. And and and, and so. you know, people forget. I mean, one of the greatest things to do uh, are the twilight trips. Don't don't forget the twilight trips. I mean, I'm talking. You get to. I mean, you go you go to work. And all you got to do is put a set of clothes. That's what I used to do. Have some clothes in your car and your and your gear in your car, and you just leave work, change, get on a boat, and you go fishing. And twilight in the Long Beach area can be pretty good, uh, Donnie. Really, really good. I mean, you got uh, you're close to all the different spots, and um, there's just something that's so calming. Fishing at night. Fishing at night, just you go out there, everything's calm and it's quiet, and uh, people don't realize it gets really windy as the sun goes down. But once it goes down, it almost becomes a lake out there. So, anyway, Donnie, um, let's go ahead and I'm almost ready time to go to a break, but I want to make sure we give out all the right information. So, uh, phone number and website. Well, phone number is 562 983 9300. website's just everybody be safe and healthy and get vaccinated and come out and go fishing. And, again, I emphasize that the days of the cattle boats are over with, so you're not going to go out there and fight with all the people. And especially if you take your wife or girlfriend and your young kids, you don't have to worry about them getting trampled in a big rush. Yeah, a I, lot of room and enjoy fishing. That's right. Donnie, thank you so much, my friend. Pierpoint Landing, the home of... City of Long Beach, the Enterprise, and the Tornado. Thank you so much, Donnie. All right. Be safe. Good fishing. Okay. How much time do I have, uh, Erica? I mean, Erica. Le- Leilani. I'm sorry. Whoa. I got about 50 seconds. I know. Well, this is how I got my, my wires across. Remember, it's it's 6 o'clock in the morning. So, But this, this message goes out to Erica. That's right, Erica. Okay. He's got to take you fishing. And let me tell you, if he doesn't take you fishing... You reach out to me, and I will take you fishing, okay? But you got to take your significant other fishing. Ladies, if they're not taking you fishing, send me a message, and I'll set it up. On Angels Radio, AM 830 KLA, we'll be right back. Every song that Javin knew, Freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing, I mean nothing, honey, if it ain't free. Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and you know, we're having a good time, but when you hear this song, it means one thing and one thing only, Andrew Mack. It means that the sheriff, yeah, the sheriff is ready. I see him. I, I, I can see him. He's coming out of left field. He's coming in, and he's going to the mound. And you know he's going to pitch us something. He's going to throw some info. He's going to throw down <laughs> some audiovisual magic, okay, because he is the, the CEO of Filmdom of Angler Chronicles. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the sheriff, the jig slinger. Mr. Danny Jackson. Good morning, sir. Oh, oh my gosh, Sergio! What a what an intro! You you 
you uh, never cease to amaze me. <laughs> anyway, good morning. So, good morning, Serge. And also, let me see if I get everybody right here. Steve Carson, Ron, yeah, Tony. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, we got Oliver, right? Fishing yeah. Syndicate Custom Rods. Mm-hmm. Morning, Oliver. Andrew. Mm-hmm. I hope I got everybody there, Sergio. I don't know. You got a full boat there this morning. So yeah, the cool. only the only one that's missing, okay, the only Mia is of all people Ben Seacrest. <laughs> yeah, but he'll be back next week. Yeah, he was. Uh, well, he, that's that's good. We'll look forward to that. Anyway, I want to get to our show tomorrow, real real in, in just a moment here, Serge. But mm-hmm. first of all, I got to tell you, I got a text. You, you just had Don Ashley on on the moment ago. Right. I uh, got a got a text uh, yesterday afternoon from Richie Ashley. That's Don's son. son, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wanted everybody to know that Long Beach Bait Company, that's Nacho's Barge, east end of the Long Beach Federal Break Wall there, live squid, sardines, and listen to this, anchovies. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? There you go. Ron, Ron, Ron was on the Helena yesterday, and he was saying that, I mean, well, you talk they, about they right? were They were the nicest anchovies I have seen in a long time. They were a good four inches. Um, we actually had some sardines that were smaller than the anchovies yesterday, but it was beautiful, beautiful bait. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it, and they got bit. Yeah, I mean, if I had all three, I'll tell you what I would do. One tank would be sardine. I mean, one tank would be anchovy. The other tank would be squid. And I would be chumming the anchovies and fishing with the squid. Old school. <laughs> but no, no, I, listen, I, I can verify uh, with you. I was there Thursday. I stopped at Nacho's, and he had plenty of squid mixed in. There was some sardine. Uh, so, yeah, they got. Uh, the other thing I can tell everybody, there was bait everywhere, everywhere. Danny. I went mm-hmm. from Newport to probably, you know, the end of Huntington Beach, almost starting Long Beach. I covered 44 miles on Thursday in all local. I wasn't going to the island in the back. And there was bait everywhere. I saw the light boats are out there. Um, I heard now you have the 411 because of uh, Corby. Are they catching daytime squid? Well, I got, excuse me, I got the 411 for where Corby is, and that's way up north. That's actually Monterey. But it's been all day, uh, just about all daytime squid in Monterey. That's, of course, that's 300 miles from here. But, but, um, yeah, day, daytime squid, Sergio, up there. And uh, lots of them. I mean, boats loading up. Corby's having, well, I won't get into numbers, <laughs> but, but he's getting a lot of squid. And I guess they're, well, obviously, they're getting them here locally, too. So that's mm-hmm. a good sign. Absolutely. Anyway, anyway yeah. Uh, I, I actually had the defiance out yesterday from Freedom Boat Club, but just Kathy and I, and, and just more of a boat ride than anything. But I did notice this. You were talking about the red tide, yes. I saw quite a bit of that. Not not every place, but let's see red tide. But the good news is, if it holds, 65 degree water every place I went. So, wow. You know, hopefully that'll hold and even even build on that. It is May, so mm-hmm. it's time to come up. So, but you know, the red tide, it's it's really just a an algae explosion, and it's something that we're... Well, it's, a little, it's, it's something a little bit deeper than that. In fact, I um, I let uh, Steve, Steve know, so we will be doing probably the next segment on what it means, how it happens. It, it's, more, yeah. it's more than just 
an algae bloom because of the ramifications, uh, the whys. Uh, there's, I mean, you can read up on this. There, there's, the, believe it or not, nobody knows why we are. We do have some things that could come together, but there's never a real reason why. And there's yeah. healthy and non-healthy or poisonous red tides. And you know, the ones that we have out here in the West Coast usually are the poisonous type. Okay, so they they, well, they they run everything, but but it's a naturally occurring event. I mean, it just it just happens. You know, I just yeah, checked well, the San Pedro. Um, I've got the San Pedro uh, bell buoy, and the water right now. Think about it. What time it is? It's sixty one five. So it's warming up good. It's warming up really good. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll look forward to that uh, dialogue with you and Steve because I I'd, I'd like to learn more about that red tide and <coughs> what causes it. Let's get to the show tomorrow. We got a yeah, because there was show. there was no red tie on the Umpqua River Loop, my friend. No, <laughs> no, there was not, and that's where we're going tomorrow morning at eight thirty. The um is called the Umpqua U M P Q U A Umpqua River, Southwest Oregon. Beautiful place. Actually, the Umpqua uh, has steelhead, silver, and king salmon, sturgeon, even. But what we were after was in the Umpqua River Loop was the, the most incredible smallmouth bass fishing you will ever see. What, did, what, all, did they, what do they tout? 4,000 fish for, per square mile? Yes, wow. 4,000 fish per Man. mile in, in, in the what's called the Umpqua River Loop. Uh, and it, it's uh, geographically in southwest Oregon, not too far from Eugene, Oregon. A lot of people know where Eugene. It's mm-hmm. the big cave. The, it's the place we fished out of, of course, the beautiful, famous, Big K Guest Ranch and the Outfitters near Elkton, Oregon. And uh, just the, the fishing was incredible. And the videography, the cinematography from John Simpson with his drone footage of the river and uh, and around the ranch. And, uh, gosh, he, he was looking at wild turkeys and <laughs> all kinds of things. But this is a very good episode, Sergio, especially with Brant, you know, and, along in his game. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I, I can tell you by the trip, it was really... Um, yeah. Uh, that's where the quote-unquote band of brothers got started. You know, we got Mike Lane, we got Scott got Scott Patel uh, there. Um, um, they're not only really funny guys, they're really good fishermen, especially Scotty in the freshwater. That's how he got started, you know, fishing bass tournaments, etc. So, so it was um, it was really fun. It was a lot... It was an eye-opener. And when you're catching that many smallmouth bass, uh, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, you know, Danny, can, can I safely say me and Brant uh, and and the captain, uh, we a hundred fish a day? Oh yeah, and and we fished three days. I, I was there on the trip, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, I you know I caught a few, but let me tell you, I was having I I had planned to catch more. But I was having so much fun filming all that, especially in the afternoons. A little breeze come up, and then the the the, the brown Grand bass baits. were on the uh, yeah, they were on the on the top baits, uh, and it just it was just so much fun crashing on the on these uh, the surface uh, baits there. Mm-hmm. They're just an excellent episode. Uh, wanted to tell everybody about it. So tomorrow morning, first of all, eight o'clock tomorrow morning, you're going to see a, another good, a very good uh, episode. City of Dream Extreme, Lake Elsinore. Which, by the way, the June 26th, folks, June 26th, Dream Extreme, the ninth annual. Well, 
we can say that's next month now, so that's yep. pretty cool. So at 8.30, we will run River of Dreams, and incidentally, that is one of our many Kelly Award-winning programs. Uh, that's right. That one, won a, that one uh, won us an award. Yes, absolutely. Yes, it, it did. So this, it's a good one. So, uh, we'll start at 8.30 tomorrow morning. It'll run five times during the week on Valley Sports West and also Valley Sports SoCal HD. As in, in addition to internationally to millions more via satellite, uh, all of North America, Sergio. So want to let everybody know that. That's all about right. all I've got, Serge. All yeah. right. Thanks, bud. And um, we'll just let everybody know on Tuesday, you and I hopefully will get out in the water. Okay. Yeah. I guess the weather's supposed to be up this during the weekend. However, I looked at windy for you and me on Tuesday. Yeah. The maximum speed of wind occurs at 2 p.m. Perfect. And that's and that's at six miles an hour. That's nice. So we're gonna have yeah, no, we, we're gonna we have, a have a good one. Yeah. Well, we, we, we have when we film, it's good to come in early. What we're looking for is what do you call it? The um, Chamber of Commerce weather and conditions. <laughs> and, I like to refer to it as Chamber of Commerce weather, right? Flat. Well, it, it, so. well, it makes sense because you know um, if you're filming, you don't want it, it. Just the conditions are very important. So we'll be yeah, doing they, some of they that. Are. All right, yeah, Danny, I'll good. see you on Tuesday. Um, you take care. Thank you for everything you do. And uh, the CEO of Film Them, okay, at Angler Chronicles. The <laughs> okay, Jake Slinger, you guys have a great weekend. The Jake Slinger himself. Okay, see you, Danny. All right, folks, All right, we're going to take guys. a short break here, and then uh, we're going to talk Red Tide because Red Tide is a phenomenon we have right now. It can be pretty on the surf because it looks kind of cool. Okay, the red, and uh, Steve Oliver. We'll, we'll all get into what a what is a red tide? Was it was it due? Okay, and why does it happen? You folks, you're on Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. Oh, and also we'll talk some tuna, some yellow There's a lot of that going around, and Ron will give us the report. Uh, new nickname, Rockfish Ron. How's that one? <laughs> Rockfish okay, Ron. he likes it now. All right, Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLA. <laughs> we'll right back. Near future, southeast of disorder. You can shake the hand of the mango man as he greets you at the border. And the lady she hails from... Angels Radio. AMA 30. Hey, Chris from CCA here. AB3030 was a big test in 2020, and we all worked together to help defeat it. But the 30 by 30 goal to conserve and protect 30% of our oceans is here to stay. Conservation is what we're all about, but blanketed fishing closures with a lack of scientific evidence is not the answer. If you're not a member of CCA, join us in the fight by logging on to joincca.org. Membership starts at $35 per year and is one of the best ways to help us while you go fishing. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. 
Why settle for one boat when you can have access to nearly 20 in Huntington Beach and San Diego? With a Freedom Boat Club membership, enjoy fishing, water sports, and exploring local waterways aboard late model boats from top brands. Call 888-781-7363 today to learn about our one-time entry fee, low monthly membership dues, and three free months when you join the club. That's 888-781-7363 or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Angels Radio. AM830. Welcome back, everybody, to Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles. And it's this song I, I, we dedicate to Ron. Ron, you like this, don't you? I love Mongo Jerry. Mongo Jerry, one hit wonder. All right, you're in, you're in England Chronicles, and let me tell you something, and I want to bring to, uh, to Oliver's attention and Steve and, you know, what we know about Red Tide. Steve, I'm going to let you get going, okay? And, you know, what is it? We can talk about why it happens. I, I've heard nobody really knows exactly why it happens, but there's some theories. So why don't you get going, my friend? Well, yeah, nobody knows exactly what triggers it in any given instance, but in general, it's an influx of nutrients. And as you mentioned early in the show, that a lot of times it can be after a storm, that is after there's a whole bunch of runoff of, uh, you know, new nutrients. And in the case of Southern California, some of the nutrients are possibly a little gnarly, but uh, nonetheless, it's it's a whole lot of new stuff going into the water. But it can also just be from an upwelling. And for people to think that I've heard a lot of people, including some of my neighbors who are surfer kids, and maybe they haven't been around a lot, uh, and somebody told them, oh, oh, red tide, it's a new phenomenon caused by, you know, fill in the blank, you know, some sort of new pollution. Red tide's been around for a long, long time. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, we, red tide's always been around because, and here it is, it's a naturally occurring event. Now, you just mentioned upwelling. Well, you know, if there's some really strong currents down below, it lifts everything up, then there's a food supply. Well, if you got a food supply, naturally, you know, the, the, everything gets going. The algae gets going, it starts eating, and off it goes. The problem is um, there's some harmful ones and there's some not harmful ones. And when I say harmful is they are poisonous to fish, to shellfish, even to people. People, you know... Can, it can harm people. Uh, not very common at all, but it could happen. But it's a naturally occurring event. The good blooms are excellent because that feeds the whales and other fish, you know, and they eat that. Um, the problem is with the, the poisonous ones, they get eaten too, and it has a harmful effect. As these microorganisms die, um, they start taking up a lot of the oxygen. And that's where I think it starts to affect us in the fishing, Steve. Um, the CO2 levels rise, you know, um, it, it's, it, it's a really weird phenomenon. Now, if you're, we don't know how deep it could be. You can meter it most of the time because there's the, I, I saw it this, this Thursday. I had a lot of junk, as I call it, towards the surface. And I know that's what I was metering. Um, but it doesn't necessarily go all the way down the water column. So, for example, if you're rock fishing, Ron, you were rock fishing um, 
on Friday, yesterday, on the Helena, you saw the red tide, right? Oh yeah, there's uh, there's there's patches out there everywhere. There, you know, there's some clean areas, and then but you see some big giant red spots. And so where you were fishing, how deep were you fishing? Uh, Three hundred. So it's probably rare, Steve. Wouldn't you say that there was red tide at 300 feet? That that would be pretty rare. But you know, more more commonly, and uh, and big word alert, Ron. Get, write this write this big word down for Sergio so he can remember it later. Mm-hmm. The, the the exact <laughs> the exact thing that causes our red tide in our area. Other areas are different, and they have red tide too. But we have a thing called dinoflagellate. <laughs> That's what causes it for. Uh, oh yeah, exactly. Big word alert. He's trying that. to confuse it with flatulence. <laughs> I know what it's I'm not thinking. flatulence, okay? <laughs> it's flagellate. So it, it's. Uh, I it's, got it, Steve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you could also right say it, uh, diatoms. You could also say diatoms, and it would have been the same thing, but that's okay. <laughs> well, uh, diatoms are more um, uh, plant like, and dinoflagellates are like tiny animals. But and they give off gas. They're, yeah. they're very, yeah, they're very tiny, and they can be right on the surface. Kind of a really cool phenomenon, and it's it's more fishing closer to shore. So surf casters and people fishing on piers can can encounter this phenomenon when fishing at night. Um, and there's just a thin layer right on the surface. They they bring up a fish, or sometimes just even, you know, the disturbance of their sinker hitting the water disturbs these little these little animals. And they give off a phosphorescence. And so it can be, especially if you bring up, you know, a, a decent-sized fish and he's thrashing around on the surface at night, it looks like a, a, an old psychedelic light show mm-hmm. going on. Well, so yeah, now, on the but, surf. But it, I mean, the surf itself will do yeah, it. Yeah, the surf itself will do it. And um, uh, But what then what can happen is if it expands, that it's not just an, a couple of inches deep, if it go, goes down in the surf area three or four feet or... Even out on a on a pier, if it goes down, you know, ten or fifteen feet, takes up the majority of the water. You're exactly right; it takes up all the oxygen, and then the fish die. Yeah. But it isn't necessarily just a, a poison from or toxicity from the the dinoflagellates. It's that they take up all the oxygen. So it really depends on how much there is, and the shallower you are, I guess you can say the more dangerous it is that the fish could get caught in an area with no oxygen and then they could die and then well but, but most most of the fish what they'll do is they'll move okay and so you go to a, a favorite place where there's red tide you can't even buy a bite and that's because the right. fish aren't comfortable in that uh, level of water so they move to an area where there's no red tide and you know and they usually they come back but i mean that you just got to get creative now now i will tell you I get bit on the red tide, depending on the depth, which tells me that, you know, maybe it's just the top 10 feet, top two feet. You just, and, and sometimes you can meter it when you can. You can see the bottom. If it's clear, you don't got all that fuzz and all that noise on your, uh, on your, uh, on your meter, then you're good to go. Okay, you can catch some fish because it's only where the red tide occurs. That's where the oxygen levels are low. Hey, Steve, hold on here. I've got another Steve on the line. I've got uh, Steve from Long Beach Sport Fishing. Good morning, Phelps. How's it going? Good morning, guys. How's everyone doing? Yeah, good. We were talking about red tide, and you know, you've got uh, a couple of boats going out. Victory, especially. Uh, but the Victory's catching fish. 
Yeah, Victory, he's been on fire. And like you guys mentioned earlier, we've been getting some of that anchovy, and uh, that's actually changed things. They uh, Yesterday they had 16 guys. They had uh, limits of rockfish uh, mixed between Boccaccio and Vermilion. And Captain Phil moved inside and got quick limits of sculpin. So it's it's been really good fishing locally for the Victory. Oh, let me say, you know, as we talk sculpin, and, you know, sometimes people don't pay attention. Right now, the quality of the, the sculpin is simply unbelievable. We got some on Thursday on the center console. The quality on the inshore, okay, sculpin is, it reminds me of the Farnsworth back in the day. Okay, so really good quality. I'm sure the victory's on those. Yeah, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I was talking to Phil about that yesterday. It's a... Uh... Normally, when you're sculpting fishing, you got to kind of pick through the shorts to get, you know, to get your limit. But uh, he said these these sculpting have all been jumbo, so it's, mm -hmm. it's been really good on those on those sculpting on the quality. And if you think about it, I mean, you go out, you get some reds, and you get some sculpting. I mean, that's that's the the best plate you're going to have of food, okay, uh, from the ocean here locally. You know, just oh, it, yeah. and if you went lobster fishing, just throw in a lobster tail, you're good to go, okay. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of ribeye steak, oh, and then you man. got Sergio invited. Yeah, surf and turf. <laughs> surf, turf, and rock. I like it. All right, so, um, Steve, you got um, the victory doing very well. I just saw again that um, Captain Jeff is coming back from one of the islands, again, with an unbelievable uh, catch. I mean, he's been catching yellowtail consistently, and near limits of rockfish, but it's the quality of the rockfish. Sheephead, um, lingcod. So the fishing is good on the El Dorado right now. Oh, yeah. It's been uh, it's been sacrament-style fishing. What they've been doing is uh, setting up in the dark. They're getting that gray light bite on the yellows. They kind of only move through once or twice, so you got to kind of be up early. Hook a couple handfuls of fish, land a handful of that, uh, the yellows, and shift gears and go load up on the... I mean, these, these sheephead are, they're all gaffers. They're big, big sheephead, whitefish. And once they're done with that, he's been finishing the day in a little deeper water and just getting these phenomenal sized vermilion, chuckleheads, a few lingcod. It's, it's been really good. It was actually so good yesterday. They got back to the dock at 5.30 yesterday. So, I mean, they were, they were done. You know, they were, they were done. They got back early, and, you know, it's, it's been really good on the El Dorado. Ron, well, Ron and I, I think the last three times, Ron, that we've been on a day and a half um, on the El Dorado, we've been back. I mean, by 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, yeah. We know. Uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we've got limits. Yeah. So we just head for home, okay? So that's a good problem to have, a really, really good problem. All right, Steve, how to, oh, and before I forget, next Sunday, I know it's Mother's Day, but we have our trip leaving in the evening on the El Dorado. Okay, so uh, I want to make sure everybody's prepared. We will be doing some rock fishing, so you might, you definitely want to bring some of the heavier sinkers. However, if you heard Steve, you said the early bird catches a yellowtail, right? Exactly. You got to be up. No sleeping in, guys. Okay, that means Ron. We'll sleep in the galley that night. He'll be ready. He'll have his rod ready. He loves that. Okay, I'll um, I'll see everybody around ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, I love my little bunk there, and and when everybody gets up and goes away, that's the best time to sleep. You're yeah. the only one down there, and nobody makes any never noise. Never slept so good, but on a bed. Oh, there's <laughs> nothing like sleeping on the ocean. You know, no. uh, mm -hmm. it's just just. It's just, it really is uh, relaxing. Okay, so how do they uh, book trips, bud? 
Um, let me mention one more thing For real sure. quick, Sergio. As we were as we were sitting here, I just made Sunday night a go, guys. So uh, we still got room for Sunday night. I just made it a go. Boat departs at 8.30 p.m. Uh, you can go ahead and book through our website, longbeachsportfishing.com. Click the book online tab and uh, click the little green button next to the trip that you would like to fish. If you have any problems, just give us a call at 562-432-8993. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I, I post pretty regularly on that, try to keep everyone up to date on what's going on in our trips and specials that we have going. But uh, I also got to mention, you guys have a trip next month as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, you guys might want to get on that day and a half. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put out some information here and let everybody know. This is good stuff. And Sergio? Yes. Hey, um, Sergio, we also have a, a full day on the Victory Memorial Day, um, May 31st. That'll be a, yeah. a, a, fi- a fishing syndicate charter? Yes, a fishing syndicate sponsored trip. Uh-huh. Uh, Steve uh, Steve's going to be on that trip along uh, with us, and uh, we're going to go target uh, surface species, mostly a calico trip, mm-hmm. uh, hoping that we don't have to fall back on the rock. And my invite wasn't sent because... You just got it right now. He just uh, invited me. I got it. I got it. He invited me. He wanted to personally invite you. Yeah, he invited me and several hundred thousand people listening. I love that. I love that. That's good. And thanks, Oliver. That's for Memorial Day, right? Yeah, so Memorial Day. What day on is the Memorial victory, Day? May 31st. Memorial Day on May 31st. It's a Monday. It's a Monday, so I can go. There's no radio show. All right. Steve, thank you so much. I got the music coming in. Birth 55. Queens Wharf, Long Beach Sport Fishing. It goes by all those names. I love it. All right, thanks, Steve. Right, have a good day, guys. You Thank too, you brother. Guys. All right, folks, it's Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA, the Zangler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Took my chances on a big jet plane. Never let them tell you that we're all, all the same. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. Hello, I'm Chef Brie, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. Angels Radio. 
AMA 30. Brings back that 80s, 90s, second best. I know this song. I melt with you. That's what happened to me and Rhonda. We melted. It's a flock of seagulls for me. It's not a flock of seagulls. Okay? I know. It's called modern English. I know. Okay, Tony, you and I, we have a, you know, and Andrew's actually joining our team, mm-hmm. not joining Ron's team. Ron, Ron is like, you know, old classic rock and roll, mm-hmm. and there's nothing else, which is good. That's not true. Rock. Well, you don't like the music we were playing oh, this morning. Oh, man. Come you on. Didn't, you man. didn't like it. I like good music. Not That's Rockfish Run. That was good music. Okay, well, listen. Let me get back with everybody here. Um, where were we? We were talking about Red Tide. Red Tide, yeah. All right, so so I guess we just put a... Let's close it up here, uh, Steve. Red Tide, good. Red Tide, bad. Um, it's good because it feeds a lot of uh, plankton. But what happens is when it dies, it throws off uh, a toxin. Uh, it removes a lot of the oxygen in the water. Fish don't like that. So it, it, it can kill the fish, but a lot of the fish just move. They move to areas where um, they don't have that tide. And uh, a lot of fishermen don't realize this because they keep going to the same spot over and over and over and over again. And after about two years of fishing the same spot they wonder why there's no fish <laughs> and you go well maybe you took them all number one mm-hmm. or there's a phenomenon and i think steve and oliver and ron you guys will understand this um when you look at a fish at the end of it it's got this thing that fans out it's called a tail <laughs> so when they move that tail <laughs> it propels them okay um fish move you got to find them that's that's the key well, red... Sergio, you you know why fish jump, don't you? Because they you know can. Why fish jump? Because they can. Because <laughs> no, they don't have a middle finger. Oh, Ooh. you know what? That's How many times that happens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you go. Oh yeah, I like that. That's that's a good one. That's a good one, Carson. All right. So um, one one last uh, thing um, I'm going to say is. Uh, do you know about duration, Steve? How long can a red tide last? That's the one thing well, I Well, you know, it's funny. You know, we say this red tide's been around forever. And, however, last year in the in the north San Diego County area, we had probably the longest one I have ever heard of. Most of the time they're around a week or so, um, sometimes just a few days. But we actually had one in northern San Diego County, and it, it drifted into the lagoons. And, you know, those fish can't move around as well. You know, they're, they're a little bit trapped there in the lagoon, and it wiped some of those lagoons out. But that was a, almost a three-week phenomenon. It was uh, definitely the longest one that, you know, that I can even find a record of. Mm-hmm. So, but mo- most of the time it's about a week. Yeah, uh, give it, or take. yeah, it does go away. It's just a little bit of patience. And during the time you haven't just got to fish in different areas. All and right. Sergio, probably the biggest question that people have, besides how come how come there's no fish where I'm fishing? Obviously, that's a big one. Is is does the uh, the does the toxic situation affect the fish that you're eating? If it's fish, fish, fin fish, no, it really doesn't. If it's shellfish, like if you're in the habit of you know gathering up clams or mussels or or anything like that, and you eating them, 
Yeah, there can definitely be an issue. So check with your local situation before you eat any shellfish, really pretty much anywhere, anytime. You should always be checking. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can definitely gather up stuff that you should not be eating. Right. There you go. Well, yeah, and that's it. Okay, so so, uh, be good. Okay, so then, then let's try to, you know, head on down the coast. Um, I'll start up here. Oh, actually, it started in Oxnard. Oxnard, you had, oh, yeah. uh, you just saw some white sea bass. Yeah, the uh, the Mirage there out of uh, uh, Channel Island Sport Fishing, they got uh, 18 white sea bass yesterday. 18. And uh, the Endeavor was also on them as well. They're, uh, they're starting to come alive. Yeah, and um, kudos to the hatcheries, uh, the, the ones that have been doing the white sea bass, uh, because we, we can see it. I mean, this is something we've seen year after year after year, mm-hmm. uh, more white sea bass caught. So kudos to all the hard work that's being done. It, it's being effective. Okay, so but if you look up north, well, everything I keep seeing out of Oxnard is huge rockfish, huge rockfish, mm-hmm. huge rockfish, and link caught, and, 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 and now white sea bass. So yep. it's on. There was a couple times last week I think I saw some yellowtail in the bunch, mostly private boaters, but... There's some yellowtail in the bunch as well. Big halibut. I saw some big mm-hmm. halibuts over there, too. There's so. a lot of things going on up there. So Oxnard is happening. Um, let's move on down. I can talk to you about uh, the Long Beach, let's just say Long Beach area. I know Marina uh-huh. Del Rey still doing good. I know my boys uh, on the uh, New Del Mar and the, uh, what's the other one there? Mm, the New Del Mar uh, and... Is it Redondo special? Or? No, no, I'm talking about Marina Del Rey. But I, New Del Mar is the primary one. Oh, um, the Betty O. The Betty O. Oh, there we go. How can you forget the Betty O? How could you forget the Betty O? How old is that boat, Steve? Uh, that was built in the teens. Yeah, wasn't yeah. that owned by the Wrigley Whoa. family? Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that 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 boat is is old, but you know they they keep uh, keep up on it, and you know it keeps on running. What can yeah. you say? I heard the Wrigley family. It was, just... it, was, it was old. It was old when I was a kid. Yeah, but it, it's pristine. It, it works, and um, I think the Wrigley family just chewed right through it. Ah. <laughs> you like? You know? Yeah. Like, hey, I gotta do one there uh-huh. once in a while. Okay, so um, yeah, so the Betty O. So they've been doing really good. Uh, they got some a lot of spots. They're they're they're, they're getting a mixture of. Uh, Rockfish, but also some nice bass. They got some right nice bass spots. Moving on down Long Beach, well, we heard Donnie, we heard Steve. I give you a private report. I went out on Thursday and and the beginning of last week. Uh, really good bass fishing, but you gotta you gotta hunt them down. Um, one of the things I've noticed is that the larger sand bass have moved from you know the common you know seventy to eighty feet. They're they're down in one hundred and twenty. Mm. Um, and that could be over, and that's been a phenomenon over the last couple of years. I think the warm water drove them deeper, okay? But now the water's a little cooler. I'm hoping they come back to the shallow. It's a lot easier to fish them in 80 feet than Heck it yeah. is the one Sergio's Reef. You know? No, I, you know, I got Sergio's Bank now. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, we got some new areas we've been mapping out. Mm-hmm. You know, we go out there and we, we map them. In yep. other words, we start at one point, mm-hmm. we drift, and we when, as we go, we're... We're we're marking stuff, and um, where I'm fishing now, I think you went with me, Andrew. Uh-huh. Um, it's a very large area. It's primarily hard bottom. There isn't really um, any rocks or anything, mm-hmm. although when William comes out with me, he always manages to get stuck. I don't know how, <laughs> but he gets stuck. Um, 
But you know, it, it, there's some very large fish. Very, very large fish. The last one I got, big one like that, was a, a week ago, was eight pounds wow. on the scale. Oh so <laughs> that's on the scale. That's I mean, a big it's got fish. To, yeah, it's gotten to the point where we're talking four or five pound fish. You go, wow, that's a good size fish. We, we don't even, you know, we that's not what we're looking for. So there's some good stuff happening here. Catalina. Catalina, I know all the boats are going out there. They're catching, again, limits of rockfish. It's all good. We, we Yes, we have to mention uh -huh. that in a second. But Catalina's happening good. I know uh, some of the overnight boats and day and a half are going to San Clemente Island. I heard a rumor, Steve, I don't know if you can confirm it, that they saw some 40 to 50 pound bluefin uh, on the outside of Clemente. Did you hear that? Uh, well, it depends on what you call the outside, but, but yeah, there's definitely bluefin all over the place in, in U.S. waters. I think we heard Rick, um, you know, talking about it this morning. He couldn't quite get there because of, because of weather, but that's exactly where he was going. Yeah. Um, so he was having to kind of turn down to look for kill patties and, and yellowtail because of the weather, but that's, that's very temporary. I think once the weather flattens out, and there's a lot of boats out today. Mm -hmm. So since they're, they're being forced kind of away from where they intended to go, uh, they're going to spread out, and, you know, maybe a couple of them will, will get lucky and, and, and wander into something. So it could be, uh, you know, kind of a silver lining having this weather this weekend with as many boats out as there are. They're going to have to look around for something new, and some of them, I'm sure, will find it. Yeah, this is uh, what we're going through is what I call when Mother Nature laughs at a fisherman because Monday through Friday, it's unbelievably flat weather, and then the weekend when the guys can actually go, it gets ugly. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's just what happens. However, however, um, there is fish. You know, like I said, we talked about here locally. If you move down Dana Wharf, uh, in that area, Ron, you just went out. They're primarily rock fishing, right? Yeah, they're all. That's uh, yeah, it's just around that area. And you know, they they were expecting the uh, you know the yellow tail to uh, be showing up, but with the red tide, that's not going to happen for a while. So. Yeah, it's just, that's just a week. We should right. be seeing them real soon. The water's warming up, which is good. And then in San Diego, they're primarily concentrating on the island to get some yellow tail. A lot of yellow uh, Sergio, Sergio, yeah. a, little, a, little, a little bit has changed on that. I was down at the landing talking to the cabins last night. What'd they say? And, and they're, well, in the 35 to 45-mile range, mm -hmm. A, if you can find a kill patty, and there's not that many, but if you can mm -hmm. find one, um, they're loaded with yellowtail. And even in that 30 to 45-mile range out just out of San Diego, there is some bluefin in it. You know, they're, the boats may only catch one or two or three, but they're seeing, as is normal with bluefin, they're seeing more than that. So a uh, little, you know, another uptick of a degree in water temperature or just uh, just better weather and, and better conditions to find the fish, I think uh, that, that could improve. But they're already catching a lot of yellowtail and a flu bluefin. Uh, a flu bluefin. That's that's a new word. Um, a flu bluefin. <laughs> a flu. A flu. A flu bluefin. That's a lot. Um, so so yeah, they've kind of drifted away from the islands. There weren't that many yellowtail there. So that's all uh, all pretty recent and and pretty encouraging because of course, as we know, weather could be bad today. It could be great tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I, I think that the best thing right now is just to uh, pay attention, see what's going on. Like you said, there's a change right there. The only thing that, you know, so this is Sergio and Sergio only. You do whatever you want to do. You have certain rights in fishing. Um, I'm disappointed on some of the pictures I've seen on the yellowtail that 
are being posted. And these, unfortunately, are not fish that were photographed and released. These are pigs that were already a fish going through rigor mortis. <laughs> okay. Um, if they're that tiny, you're really not going to get a, uh, a fillet. And yellowtail grow pretty fast. So, um, you know, letting a fish go this season can produce a, maybe a, even five pounds by next season. So it's a very fast growing fish. So just, you know, think about Think about what you're keeping, okay? Remember, you can only have five, and then there's a limit of the other five had to be how much bigger? I don't I Over never, 24 inches. Is it 24 inches? Yeah. yeah. So just keep that in mind. 24 inches is two feet. That's a mm -hmm. little fish, okay? So just, I'm not saying you don't have the right to keep them. Okay, you, I don't want any anybody sending me threats, but... Uh, Your moral limit. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like moral, it, because I'm yeah. a moral guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, no. All right, this is Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. To the place you are. All my instincts, they return. The grand facade, so soon. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Welcome back. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. This is Angry Chronicles. And the name of this song is Everybody Wants to Rule the World. That is so true with me. <laughs> All right. I love everybody, but yeah, I wouldn't mind ruling the world. It'd be a much happier place, let me tell you. A lot much of happier place. Not a lot of fishing. Yeah, we make fishing almost a requirement. Huh? Oh. Well, be, you know, they, they want to change the requirements at school. We'd make it a mandatory PE class. There we go. I love it. All right, Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA, Angler Chronicles. And um, I want to finish up with uh, the San Diego. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve was talking that uh, the kelps, a lot of yellows, which is good. Just be mindful, okay, of the size. Try to keep the bigger ones. That's a good thing. And there is bluefin tuna. Steve, I, I did hear that the, uh, there's a lot more of the 40 to 50-pound range fish. Well, uh, you know, it seems like every school uh, ends up being a little different. Uh, I guess it was, gosh, how, how quickly things change. On Thursday, yeah, today's Saturday, Thursday, that's only two days ago, the um, 
Uh, uh, Brian on the American Angler uh, ran across a bunch of uh, 18 to 25 pounders mm-hmm. that A, really wanted to bite, and, and that's a good thing, and B, because of the size, uh, you know, the landing percentage was pretty high. So, you know, and then, and then different boats run across different schools of different sizes. So it's not, you know, not that there's a whole bunch of this size or that size. It's that you could run across a school of, of whatever. And um, so, yeah, that's that. That's kind of the the information that I got. I got uh, last night from a couple different captains, and um, so they're, they they actually at this time of year, as people are still kind of shaking the cobwebs out of either their heads or they accidentally forgot to, that uh, last year was last year, and they haven't gotten new line and a variety of other I- issues. That once the fish are you know start to be above maybe maybe that fifty pound range. A lot of them get away, and when they're over 100 pounds, really a lot of them get away. And so many little things that that people, again, they forgot or they're new and they didn't learn yet, that when those bigger fish show up under the boat, the the counts are not that high, and of course the captains don't really like that because it impacts their business. Right, but so that, yeah, no, that, I, did, I did not really hear that there was more 40 to 50 pounders. This just no, no. it's more like. There's, there's different well, uh, what I'm saying you, you is, get what, you get. what I'm saying is, and I know this, there's a couple of boats uh, have been getting into uh, the night bite. The night bite was um, the night bite was almost exclusively fish over 100 pounds. Now they've they've gotten into a night bite with 30, 40, 50 pound. A couple of boats came back yesterday with that size fish. Which between you and I, you can keep 150 plus. I'll take 30 to. 60 all day long. Oh, yeah. long. Okay. You know, Sergio, with modern tackle, and, and I think early in the year, or early in the year, early in the show, you said that there's that there's local fishermen or, or anglers who only want to catch tuna over 150 pounds. And I thought, you know, they don't know how good they have it. Because, it, and I fished a lot uh, in my entire life prior to 2015. You know how many local tuna over 150 pounds I caught? Well, but, but yeah, but I was saying zero. Yeah, the, <laughs> none. Yeah, the, those guys are, are the long range boats. But I guess, you know, you, you go on a seven day to ten day to fifteen day. I mean, I know some of the big boats right now are on sixteen day trips, and the Intrepid and the um, Independence are on long, long trips, and they're coming back. They're they're showing pictures uh, that are like yellowfin tuna that, cows yeah <laughs> 300 pounds so that that's good but you know what i want to do before we end the show and, I, and we always try to you know sh- at least advise or give our opinion on certain things right now if you're going to go out of san diego um i mean these trips have gotten a little expensive right um so it, it makes you pay attention okay so now you go on the boat and you get a chance to fish what the worst thing you, you can do is not be prepared, okay? Mm-hmm. Have all the wrong gear. Your reels have not been serviced in a decade, okay? I've seen that you haven't changed your line in two years, and the reason you haven't changed, you go, well, you know, I haven't used it, so it's still new. No, it's not. Even the Spectra has age, okay? has a limit. So what I'm going to ask is just a couple of things. We've got Oliver Solis. Okay, he makes Fishing Syndicate. So I'm going to say it like this, and I want everybody to pay attention, because I'm going to come to you, and you have to answer. 
You only get one or two rods to go on a party boat right now. There is a possibility of 100 pound plus fish, but let's just say you're looking at yellowtail up to 30 pounds, and you look at a tuna between 30 and 60. You can take only one rod, one line. Well, you, the line class can change because you can change your top shot. Uh, one outfit. All right. So I'm going to, Oliver's easy because he knows all the things. So, uh, yeah, Oliver, I'll start with you. What rod, what reel? You only got one outfit. Well, Sergio, I, I hate to take your conversation a little bit differently than that. Uh, just real quick, there was a gentleman by the name of Brandon Hayward. Yeah. The listeners don't know who he was. They should look him up. He wrote a book, uh, The Southern California Angler. Joe Sarmiento and I just finished putting together an article, mostly that he wrote, and I just, you know, had some thoughts to include in this. And one of the, uh, part of the advice that he gives you there is to have three rods are going to cover 80% of your... Yeah, but I'm... Okay, but here's the thing. I'm not branded. I'm not giving you the luxury of three rods. I'm looking at the luxury of one. Well, okay. this mm. day and age, you say up to two. This day and age, I'm going to go with a medium rod loaded with 25-pound test. Uh, I'm going to think like a deckhand. I bring two rods with me, uh, a bait rod and a jig rod. So uh, I'm going to take my medium 25-pound test. I'm going to get a... Um, accurate uh, Valiant either 400 or 500 for a uh, 10 torque 15 or 25 and then I'm going to bring a heavy rod with uh, 40 to 50 pound test with either an accurate 5 or 600 and uh, a torque 25 or 30 and with those two rods I'm going to be able to catch anything from a sand bass you know 2 3 pounds in the structure to a rat yellowtail to a full size uh, bluefin, and on the heavy side, I should be able to be uh, okay at getting a you know a hundred, hundred and twenty pound bluefin. Uh, unfortunately, we know how that bluefin goes right now. It can go forty pounds, or it can go three hundred pounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I told you the fish are no bigger than sixty. See, you guys don't pay attention. You have a lot, you have a lot of rules, Sergio. Well, yeah, you have a lot of rules. Yeah, but, but the thing is this. What, I, what I'm seeing and I'm experiencing is that a lot of the people um, that are going out are, are really not prepared. And, and, you know, and a lot of people don't have three or four rods or five rods of luxury. They have maybe one good outfit. Or the, So I want to steer them. You know, let's go basic, basic, basic. If you only had one outfit and the fish were... 30 to 60, okay, because, you know, an outfit these days, well, you're looking a couple hundred bucks for a rod, a couple hundred bucks for the reel, you got to pay for the trip, you got to pay for your galley, I mean, it can get up there, so let's just keep it real, as I say, okay, R-E-A-L. If you only had one. If you only had one. But you can't, well, the way fishing is nowadays, and nope. we talk about it every show, you can't just You don't know what's out there right now. And, and well, I would, I would ask you to watch Angler Chronicles and see what, <laughs> what the host does with pretty much uh, one rod. And we call it the best rod. Well, we, keep, we keep talking about being prepared for everything, and one rod's not going to cut it. Well, but, okay, okay, you, okay, you guys, okay, you if know what? Stranded on I'm the island. host of the show, <laughs> so I'm going to do it well, for so you. Do okay, you. Okay, so here, here's the deal. I, I gave you a parameter because not everybody can afford three or four mm -hmm. $300 rods with $500 reels. 
the reality of where we live and what we do is not everybody can afford oh, the big things, but yet they want to go catch a tuna. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if they had one rod, you can always rent, you can always have a boat rod, there's always that. So I'm just saying making it easy. And, and it's not an old God, because that's the majority of the people that we deal with. Not everybody has a $1,000 per outfit to, to do things. So I'm trying to keep the parameters simple. So, hey, I want to go buy a rod. What mm -hmm. are you going to buy? I, I would go with a, like a 3060. Oliver, yeah, Oliver kind of hit the nail on the head. The medium, mm -hmm. 20 to 50. Mm -hmm. That is ideal. Okay, that is ideal. Okay. Uh, what reel would you put on that, Oliver? Uh, I go with a Sport uh, uh, 25 or 30 or a Valiant 500. Yeah, that's the perfect size. And what, what Spectra backing would you use? Um, I do. Uh, it, it gets hard because I, I would want to do 55 for the strength, but I would also consider just doing 50 for the line capacity and fishing the, the setup at a lower uh, drag setting. Right, because that rod can handle anywhere from 20 to 50. You can even push 60-pound test liter, right? I mean, for abrasion purposes, sure. You always want to fish your rods within the middle of the rating. So at 20, 50, you want to stay within 30 to 40. Mm -hmm. uh, it could handle 50 in the right hand. In the wrong hand, it wouldn't even handle 30. Okay, perfect, yep. perfect, perfect. Yeah, go ahead. A lot of variables. A lot of variables, yeah, but you know, that, but that's why I was trying to hone it down to just one. All right, uh, let me go to Carson. Carson, what would you, what, what setup would you go with? Well, given your parameters, okay, playing right into your into your hands, which of course I always hate doing that, but you know that would be, and I just posted it up on Friends of Angler Chronicles, rig number three, which is your forty pound rig, and I like that Oliver has is noticing the pen torque series reels which are unbelievably good but uh since not everybody can afford them the pen fathom two-speed reels are also very good the 25 narrow lever drag two-speed neither the torque or the fathom some people are afraid of eight foot rods don't fear the eight foot rod they're really good and also as oliver mentions you want to fish the middle of your line rating so uh, you want uh, I like an eight foot rod, and you can either get a 25 to 50 or even a 30 to 60 pound rod. Fish that 40 40 pound line that's right in the middle, and you can catch. Uh, actually, you can catch fish up to about 100 pounds pretty reasonably as long as your line is fresh, your knots are good, and, and your reel's in good shape. Yeah. And if your reel's in good shape, and it's not overkill. 25 pounders if they're 15 pounders a rig like that can be a little bit of overkill okay but and then let me the, add, okay. that's the one that does the most different thing okay i got about a minute and a half so okay real fast real fast I got real fast i just want to thank everybody for coming out on tuesday oh i know we tuesday haven't covered huge. it $3,400 raised yes over 100 people showed up oh that was great Top and it was an amazing. anniversary right uh, yeah, the anniversary of the 100,000, right? No, yeah. of our Taco Tuesday. Of the Taco Tuesday. Oh, the Taco Tuesday. Six, remember? Wow. Yeah. Okay, so the last thing I'm going to say is this. For all you guys, the old school guys that have uh, some money left, some old gear, um, we in the old days we used to fish these fish with a four-odd, yep. a pen four-odd. Okay, by the way, they still work. Okay, uh, things have changed. Things have gotten better, lighter, but it doesn't mean you can't use your old gear. So my point is, 
whatever you got, go out there and get out there. But just make sure that you get something that you could do things with. Mm -hmm. And that was the point. If you had to have one and you can't afford it, I'm, I'm getting messages. Uh, I got a message from Jonathan, okay, and he, he acknowledges you can't, you can't, you know, keep spending $1,000 an outfit. So, but get a good one. Yeah. And I'm saying if you're going to spend, spend a good one. Get a good pen reel. Get a very good uh, fishing syndicate. They'll last you a lifetime. Fresh All right. Line. So I got uh, what, about 30 seconds less, maybe less. So we're going to go and just say thank you, Oliver, for joining us. Um, it's been a great thing. And my thing is get out there and go fishing, okay? Don't mind anything. Just get out there in the fresh air. And like we always say, be, be kind, kind to one another. And take five minutes and get a good photo. There you go. You're learning, Andrew. <laughs> See everybody next week. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.